Hi, everyone. Um, welcome back to Advantage Podcast. Today with me, I have Alfam Bai. Um, she is the CEO of a um, up-and-coming sports brand. Uh, give us a little bit of background detail about yourself, Alpha, um, how long you play tennis or your uh, favorite tennis racket or favorite moment. The floor is yours. Uh, thanks, Tim. Um, well, I started tennis when I was about between the ages of 11 and 12 okay. uh, when I moved to France. Um, we were originally British, so um, we, I grew up in London, and I tried out loads of different sports, and I finally settled on tennis. Okay. So, and my sister played as well at the same time. She started at the same time as me, roughly when she was about seven or eight. So that kind of helped start the movement <laughs> towards continuing tennis. Yeah. My parents weren't too happy. They preferred running or some other sports. Ah. So... Uh, but they, they started to like the sport bit by bit, and mm-hmm. now we're still in tennis, so that's that. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. That's nice. Um, so what inspired you kind of to play tennis? Was it just kind of your maybe natural ability, your hand-eye coordination, um, or was it just you kind of found that passion? Um, well, in the beginning, it was just like we kept on going to the stadium to go mm-hmm. running with my dad and my sister. And then one day we like saw some people playing tennis on the yeah. courts next to the stadium and we thought it might be interesting to try. Yeah. And upon trying out, well, we had quite good hand-eye coordination and mm-hmm. we found it fun. And people mm-hmm. were very welcoming. So we thought, why not start this sport? Yeah. No. Oh, well, that's, that sounds kind of quite exciting um I was probably a, a similar sort of thing in terms of, I wasn't doing the running but I was more kind of um trying other sports and I wasn't too successful at it but I just come kind of came to tennis and I had a really good experience with like my dad who kind of took me to play tennis a, a little bit as well um so what what have you been doing with tennis lately? Have you, I know we kind of have been catching up a little bit recently and you've started your own, um, created your own tennis brand. Do you give us a little bit of insight on that? Uh, yeah. So I've been playing tennis a good national in like or international level. Mm-hmm. Um, and alongside I've been studying and so I finished my MBA in um, digital marketing and okay. I thought, why not um, put my knowledge of tennis and marketing together? Mm-hmm. Because basically I'd been trying lots of rackets out to try and change for the new season. Yeah. So throughout my, uh, if you can call it tennis career, I'd be, I've been playing with Wilson, Prince, Yonex, Head, yeah. all, all the different brands. Mm-hmm. And... I really couldn't find the rack of my dreams, so okay. I thought, why not create my own one? Yeah. Oh, wow. So um, that's how it started. Hmm. Oh, very, very interesting. Um, and is it the racket of your dreams so far? Yeah, so far. There's always improvements to be made, but I really like it. Oh, that's good. Um, and uh, have you kind of, are you going to be branching off with like, bags as well or what? what's the name of the brand as well 
Okay, so um, the name of the brand is Saber Hero, mm-hmm. which is basically the um, Saber is the serve and volley sneak attack by Roger. Okay. We, we named it after that. Ah. We thought it'd be kind of fun. Is he and your then, idol? Uh, yeah, he's one of my idols. I'd say he was probably the first tennis player who inspired me. So. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and then hero, as because we want each player to feel like a hero when they get on the court. Oh, oh well, that that's that's a very nice name. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, so we're gonna do. We've got bags. At the moment. We've got one thermo bag, and we're gonna make um, a clothing range quite soon. So. Oh, oh, that's that's great. And how have you have you been kind of working with other people to? kind of work on those different elements of like the the sporting business or has it been like solely you and you've gone out to kind of find those um elements that you want or or has it been quite a challenge um so I started off basically just by myself and then I had an associate who helped obviously with the finance side Mm -hmm. and then we're lucky enough now to have my sister come on board and also um, a fourth person who works, she works in uh, luxury marketing and management, like mm-hmm. with the likes of uh, L'Oréal, Hermès, um, those type of brands. So she's really helping us with the launching the clothing range and, and sort of finding out how to sell to companies. Ah, well. okay. And are, are you going to be trying to go like, with more sustainable clothing i know that's kind of the thing at the moment with um like the environment and stuff are you going to be aiming to be more kind of luxury a little bit better quality than than other brands yeah yeah that's kind of this is real priority we're trying to make sure that we have good quality fabric and mm-hmm. also um respect the environment because that's a, that's quite a big issue in the sports industry Okay. Oh, wow. Well, that's fascinating. Um, And has the, like, tennis branding that you've been trying to grow, has it been kind of what you've expected? Or has it been, has there been a bit more of, like, um, a struggle in terms of, um, like, different sides to to a business like i know there's operations finances um sales commercial marketing was that quite a lot when you were starting off um so we decided to launch our company in the uk first Mm -hmm. and so now we're setting up in france as well because um (laughs) i don't know if your listeners know a bit about french administration but it's rather long so... <laughs> I don't. I don't know if they do, but uh, you can you can tell us in in detail or in summary if you want. <laughs> yeah, well, they they do get you to go through a lot of paperwork compared mm-hmm. to like the British format, which is kind of like if you pay, you'll get the service. Mm-hmm. And your company can start right away. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so we that's why we decided to start in the UK first, mm-hmm. and um, the commercial side is quite an interesting side because not everybody reacts the same way a lot of companies um that sell rackets mm-hmm. like wholesalers and yeah. ten- tennis warehouse or shops mm-hmm. they're not 
be open to new products, okay. but um, clubs and players are. Yeah. So it's kind of a bit of um, it's very different. Mm-hmm. And and how do you get like, I'm I'm interested in terms of like aspects of a racket for you, because uh, I know well, you probably know you can't really customize a racket for you. Um, unless you're creating your own business. Um, yeah. So was that quite a challenge to kind of create it in the sense that it's what you would like, but then also trying to maybe fit it with your customers as well? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So what we did is uh, we made a few prototypes along mm-hmm. the lines of what we thought people might like. Mm-hmm. And so we worked with... Um, the factories making the rackets so Mm -hmm. the big brands we made sure that they were good quality Mm -hmm. and then we got uh roughly about 150 players to try them out so around us a Mm -hmm. good level and Mm -hmm. we got their feedback we put it into like a data sheet and then Mm -hmm. we sifted through that which was really really long to do but we managed to come come around to about four different models of rackets oh wow oh wow and in terms of has there been one that's been like your your bestseller so far? Uh, yeah, the the Golden Hour one is the bestseller, which is the gold coloured racket that we have. Okay, and in terms of like um, the, is there like something specific with the design as well, or is it kind of just some the the kind of those colours and that kind of branding? Um, that kind of uh, brand that you have was it what was it inspired by um so it was kind of inspired by revamping basically the the retro if i could say rackets that have, are not no longer being produced like the the wilson k factor or those sorts of rackets okay. that are a bit stiffer and mm-hmm. have a smaller frame but adding to that the power side which is in the modern rackets so we were trying to get like a mix between between both so the best of both worlds and then obviously there's the color and visual aspect but we really wanted it to be the player's racket so and how long has this journey kind of taken you from like the days of where it was just you to um where you are at now has it been two years 18 months a year or how, how long has it been that you've kind of created this brand um it's about so it's about like maybe 18 months okay. because there's like a really long period of three to four months where we were spending a lot of time doing all the paperwork and mm-hmm. protecting the brand so like nobody can copy it and that takes a yeah. lot of time for them to come back to you and sorts of things but the actual like making the rackets making the bags and all that that's about a year year old so quite happy with the progress yeah well i've only seen uh, a few pictures but the the branding and everything looks incredible so uh, it it will definitely definitely take off um soon or if it hasn't already um and with with these kind of have you ever used what you've maybe learned on a tennis court playing at a high level through 
through onto your business? Um, yeah, I think that, you know, tennis kind of teaches you to be rigorous, mm-hmm. disciplined, enthusiastic and like believe in yourself. Yeah. Even if, if other people have doubts. And yeah. I've kind of tried to pass that on to some of my team, well, two of the team members that haven't, that have either only started tennis or like know tennis from the outside, but not really from the inside and help them see this player's view of tennis mm. because um i think it's a really good school school for life basically tennis yeah yeah it is um i i was um i've been kind of doing a little bit of coaching recently and the one thing i always i don't know if you find this is more it, it's believing in one's abilities and having that confidence to know that even if you don't hit the right shot or if you do hit the right shot or you're not feeling something quite today if you keep going and you keep doing it you will persevere and that confidence will will flow um and I don't know if you've found that in maybe matches you played in in your tennis career um I know I have, I've done numerous hours on the tennis court um, (laughs) and know know my confidence has gone up and down. Has has yours or has it been kind of uh, like a a linear journey? Yeah, I mean, it's it's quite tough because, as you said, you've got to have confidence throughout Mm. and just to commit and trust that if you keep on trying, it will Mm. eventually pay off. There have been like some, maybe like one or two years when I would like throw away my game plan because it just wasn't working. But then bit by bit, as the years go by, you start to realize that, you know, maybe if I just sticked with that from A, a till right till Z, right till the end, yeah. it will work. And you actually get to see that in matches. That's the percentage of the whole match that counts. So mm. you start gaining confidence that way. Yeah. You're socially right. Yeah, no, I I, I I agree with that. Um, and in terms of, has there been any like moments where you kind of struggled in terms of like maybe injuries or, um, like I've I've said numerous times on this podcast, I kind of had like stress, um, uh, like related like ball toss. I had like the yips for a little bit. Um. <laughs> Uh, on my mm-hmm. ball toss and like I had to like reset and like go again and learn how to pretty much throw a ball up up straight um uh, have you ever had any of those kind of challenges whilst you're playing tennis yeah I think uh it was like mainly during the COVID time mm-hmm. because it was just so frustrating when you couldn't train you yeah. couldn't compete you couldn't travel and it was like driving well driving me mad Mm. so and I was like finding all different ways I was even uh measuring out my garden to see if I could make a tennis (laughs) court in the garden if they're getting to that point um that was really really tough especially as after that when you want to come back to playing matches Mm. and competing that was really tough and um like I think it's really important to surround yourself with people that will reassure you and get you through those difficult moments mm. because um, that was really tough, yeah. Yeah, and 
do you do you still compete a little bit at the moment or is it more kind of um life's kind of taken over and you try to play whenever you can now um well you know i'm still competing um mm-hmm. i'm still playing in like the french national team matches um like in the summer and stuff and I'm getting back into tournaments now that I've finished my degree, so mm-hmm. I'm still trying to keep pushing to see how far I can go. Yeah, no, that's... And that's then we'll see. <laughs> yeah. And do you have, like, a a go-to activity in terms of a thing to, like, clear your head apart from tennis? Is there, like, I don't know, for me, I like to listen to music, maybe even cook or... Um, even just kind of go for a walk. Is there something that you do that you um, Yeah, uh, I usually like uh, playing the piano or singing or like really if I can't concentrate and that's just getting me annoyed, I'll, I'll probably mm-hmm. go shopping and if okay. I buy something, that'll be, that'll be fine. Yeah. Um, have you played piano for quite a while or...? Uh, yeah, I started, well, I started when I was little, then I stopped, and then I took it back up when I was, like, 16, so. Oh, oh nice. Um, do you have a favourite moment on the tennis court? Is there one moment that kind of sticks out to you um, that you go, oh, yes, that's that's my best moment, my boast, my kind of my goal that I wanted to achieve um has that happened yet or what what, what would be your favorite moment um I think in matches I, I like it when there's like somebody who opposite me who's really pushing me so yeah. I can like win difficult points that mm-hmm. helps me build my confidence mm-hmm. and or if I'm doing like really well on my serve and I'm hitting some aces that's also really good moment okay um and in terms of like what's your what's your view on like federations as a as a a whole because you you said you played in kind of like the english system and the french system Uh, that's kind of how we met i think was in the french system um yeah and i just kind of want to get your opinion on what you think maybe they could improve on or maybe what's um, what's really good about different um, kind of systems what would what would be your opinion um, so I think well in my experience in any case um, mm-hmm. the French system they have lots of good facilities like everywhere mm-hmm. you can play mm-hmm. tennis nearly anywhere but the problem is it's very um, uh, who you know type of thing okay. and they've revamped the like ranking system so mm. you have to do so many more matches to go up in ranking so they're kind of prioritizing the amount of matches you do opposed to the quality okay. of matches so that's a bit I wasn't too happy with that change but mm. I think they have really good facilities mm. and in the British system I really like their tournament format which is like you could do tournaments over four days or like a week Mm -hmm. and it's kind of you go in you go out and you just do your matches and then 
you get feedback like nearly almost immediately. Um, but I think they could probably, maybe they could invest in having more covered facilities. Yeah, I, I think I've probably heard so many English people go, oh, if only we had an indoor court. <laughs> oh, yeah. If only we had less rain. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it, it definitely uh, is something that probably, it is very hard to, to find indoor courts, especially in the UK. It is a s- small country. Um, but I, I feel like that would benefit loads and loads of players in this country, I, I think. Um, and I, I, in my view, I think the French system works quite well or used to work quite well. I haven't actually played too many matches in France recently. So um, I kind of probably don't have the same view as, as you. Um, but I, I do like the, the different formats that the English kind of bring in terms of you all start at the same s- spot yeah. um, and you're kind of all fighting instead of like the French system where you can come in um, at different times. I think that's also works quite well um, depending on where you are too. Um, but it, it really depends. I think they're... The, there are kind of pros and cons, as we both mentioned. Um, and is there maybe a, a system that you know or you've heard about that maybe sticks out to you as like being the best, or, or not really? Um, I, I'm not so. Sh- I'm not sure if there's a best system because I don't really know that many of them. I know that the Spanish system is a bit like the British mix with the French, like everybody has, uh, or a bit more like the ITF, like everybody has a number, like a number mm-hmm. 100, number 200, okay. number whatever. Yeah. And I think they have a mix, like with the UK, where everybody starts at the same point. Mm-hmm. Okay. But uh, the other countries, I, I haven't really, uh, I think Luxembourg and Belgium is a bit like France. You have like a rating, and then you go into the tournament based on your rating. Okay. Um, and have you got any tournaments lined up uh i'm actually planning my tournaments <laughs> this week so ah, nice oh nice any nice destinations or is it mainly just in france what's what's the what's the plan looking like um well i'd love to do some i did it in the past but i'd love to go back to maybe like crete or, mm-hmm. or tunisia to do some itfs or oh nice oh nice that, that would be Really good, really good. Um, all right. Well, so thank you so much for all your amazing insight in terms of like creating a a brand from pretty much um, by yourself, and like it, it. It seems amazing to have gone through all of that, and I bet it's amazing to feel that reward when you get that good feedback from like the player the players you've made test these rackets i i don't i don't know if that's been like something that you've really thrived on um yeah uh, we were actually like really surprised that i think maybe out of the uh 100 150 players we had mm-hmm. uh most of them were really positive about 
about the racket. So there weren't too many tweaks to be made. And that was really encouraging because it meant that we kind of guessed right. Oh, well, that's good. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on my podcast and talking about it. Um, Thank you. Do do have a look at Sabre Hero. Um, It'll be an up-and-coming tennis brand. So um, get get in early is what I would say. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you.